Greetings, Wargamers. We're your hosts, Trevor, Jay, Josh, and this is Shane Attack. Attack. is sponsored by Discount Games Incorporated. Discount Games Incorporated specializes in customer service, low prices, and prompt shipping. You can find our web store at www.discountgamesinc.com. Attack. I'm your host Trevor, and I have gone back to playing Vampire Survivors. Vampire Survivors. I don't. I like. I don't even remember this game. I don't think. Uh, but I'm Jay, and we, I guess it shouldn't surprise me that I don't remember. <laughs> we, did dis- we did discuss it briefly. It's a like a bullet hell sort of game where you're where you're instead of the bullets coming at you, they're going off of you, and you're fighting creatures. Oh, yeah, We did talk it's about like it the, it's the It's the game that everyone's like, this is the best $3 game ever. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that's it, exactly. <laughs> I'm that's Josh, and, and strangely enough, last night, I played Vampire Survivors for the first time. Um, I could kind of see how it could hook you, but... I managed to walk away after like three games, maybe, and you know. Uh, to be fair, this game has horrible graphics. Josh probably almost walked away uh, before. He yeah, even, I mean, it has that it. against it, and and Bullet Hell is probably one of my lower ranked genres, right? So uh, I want to say it, as a bonus to well, go it, ahead. It does Jay, feel like you should. And then I have more about what I'm doing right now. Well, it feels like it would be amazing to take that game with you to like one of your uh, convention meetings and just be like playing that while they're droning on about some role <laughs> proposal or something. <laughs> it, it is a game that is light enough that you could play it with one hand while, you know, leaning with your chin on the other hand. You could maybe. I suck. <laughs> I'm like wandering into hordes of bats in like a heartbeat. It's, it's embarrassing. Uh, Bonus, what I'm doing is I literally just opened one of the most incredibly packaged games that I've ever kickstarted called Blood on the Clock Tower, which well, I is... I don't think I've ever even heard of that. It's like a... I think it's kind of a super intense werewolf-style game. Uh, well, hold on a minute. Did you kickstart this from Kickstarter? Yeah, like a long time ago. Like... Like maybe two years ago or some ridiculous amount of time, which is partly mm. what really miffs me about Kickstarter. <laughs> That's weird it's, because it's the number one thing that makes me able to just be like, I don't think Kickstarter. <laughs> I follow every I get emails from everyone that I follow <laughs> on Kickstarter. And I'm I'm trying to figure out how you kickstarted this and I missed it. What was the name of it? Blood on the Clock Tower. I'm looking at it now and I can see how I would have seen that email and been like, meh. And walked away <laughs> because of the werewolfy nature or yeah so like the story of the game is it's like you're i think it's like a cult trying to summon summon a demon in london and like so the See, blood on the clock tower is like the human being the five to 20 players would have turned you off i assume trevor no no here's here's the thing josh and i are polar opposites bad graphics turn him off bad art turns me off 
What better? So, like, like, is on here. So I'm saying that when he sees a board game, if 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 there's you know somewhat shady chits or whatever, he's like, eh, I like the theme, and I'm like, no. But, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just looking at the the pictures of it here, and like, it looks like somebody's printing this in their backyard. <laughs> How dare you? Josh has waited two years for this. <laughs> I'm not saying the actual print of it is bad. I'm saying that the the art they've used in the Kickstarter, it I mean, it looks like a pre-production, like somebody printed this in their basement. So, like I'm looking at the little pog looking things that they right, cut real out. Real quickly, I'm reading the back of the box for Jay's. All right. During a hellish thunderstorm on the stroke of midnight, a scream is heard in the sleepy town of Ravenswood Bluff. The townsfolk rush to investigate and find the local storyteller has been murdered, their body hanging limply from the clock tower. As blood drips onto the cobblestones far below, a realization slowly dawns. A demon is on the loose, killing oh, by no. night and taking on human form by day. Can good find the demon in time, or will evil overrun this once peaceful town? Uh, look, let's let's be honest. I, this thing got like praised by Shut Up and Sit Down, and I'm like I'm a giant ah. sucker for anything that they praise. Giant. <laughs> it, I I love that their Kickstarter says estimated delivery June 2019. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> classic. Once again. <laughs> My challenge with Kickstarters. Yes, Shut Up and Sit Down literally refers to this as the Gloomhaven of social games. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. That is the, that's the $1 pledge. The The game actually had a January 2020 delivery. So, uh, yeah, they're only uh, 18 months behind. Oh, well, there you go. Details, details. Yeah, I mean, looking at this right now, I would have basically turned my nose up instantly. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> Um, all right, so news with uh, Discount Games Inc. Um, I guess this isn't really uh, Discount Games Inc. related news, but it is um, Gameopolis news. We're we're starting to work on trying to do a big renovation with the uh, with Gameopolis and looking to do a bunch of stuff with it. It's very exciting, so looking forward to that. That's been what I've been spending a lot of my time and thoughts about yeah, if you're ever driving through idaho falls you just stop and look at his store there it's one of the nicer game stores uh in a smaller town that you'll ever find <laughs> uh, i don't want to i don't want to give too many you know um qualifications there. it's pretty nice a town of sixty thousand. um all right so we are going to talk about and grade uh thor love and thunder Oh, I didn't realize that's what we were talking about. <laughs> what do you think we were going to do? I, I don't know. I figured, you know, we would mix up some of this movie and TV talk with actual, you know, other geek things. Uh, and we're basically the uh, the MCU podcast now. Next How week, dare we'll, you? Next week uh, we can uh, do uh, Ms. Marvel. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't think I'll be done with Marvel by next I week. I don't either, because that one I'm actually watching with my family, which means it will take five years. Boy. <laughs> I mean, I've already watched it twice. I don't know what's holding you guys up. You have, um, really? Yeah, yeah. I guess I, I better just do that and then go. I, you know what? This is just my weekly reminder to go on and watch the series without my family, then come back when they get around to it. I watched it every week on my own. And then uh, yesterday and today, I watched it with Brian because uh, we're now done with the MCU rewatch. 
So Jay, you lied to me. You told me that you were going to do Star Trek Stranger Worlds after the MCU. <laughs> after what? After You said after the MCU rewatch, you were going to do Star Trek Stranger Josh, Worlds. Josh. Yeah, we just fin- we finished watching Ms. Marvel today. Ms. Marvel is MCU. Oh, oh, I see. That's That counts as MCU still. I'm with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, I'm on Jay's side here. <laughs> I <Like> can <Okay>. see. <laughs> Don't, don't come at me with your facts. Uh, I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, so we we have each watched uh, Thor four at this point. Um, do do I, any of you have uh, some initial thoughts you want to uh, share? This is the most Takia Watiti show I've ever watched. <laughs> uh, I mean, on that note, I should clearly start watching more of Taika's stuff because I was the target audience for just like, I feel like his off the wall stuff. You I don't think that you would actually really like uh reservation dogs on Hulu, Josh. Oh, really? Yeah. It, that's, it's, that's created by him and it's, uh, they're, they're short little, uh, I think they were 30 minute episodes on TV. So like 22 minute on Hulu mm-hmm. and they're comedies. And it's about some teenagers on an Oklahoma reservation. So, I it's a show that I've desperately wanted to watch but haven't. Um so I really enjoy uh his stuff. Uh but there sometimes you have to take it <laughs> in in portions. Like you, you can't sit down and just have a a big meal of of Taika of Taika. You, yeah, you, you need or a can little, you? <laughs> uh I mean, I'm just saying you need to be prepared. So like this You do is, need to be prepared for that, yeah. Yeah, uh, and I, I really, I'm, I love everything that I've consumed of his. He's one of my favorite directors. Um, I have not seen Reservation Dogs and really want to. Um, and sometimes I get there's just the, the what we do in the shadows is one of those where I'm like I can only stand you know maybe two episodes in a row. It's not, <laughs> it's not like bingeable. Like I cannot sit down on a Saturday and just watch what we do in the shadows all day long. <laughs> um, and I can't, I can't explain that. Like, I can't tell you why other than I just like I can just tell you I don't want to when the second one's done, I don't want to watch the third one. And I don't yeah, know why. Sure. I, I mean, it's not like I didn't enjoy the first two because I did. I mean, it's because you can only take so much of uh, Matthew Barry's character. Yeah, uh, that's, pro- that's probably that true. is probably true. Yeah, that's probably true. I, I have you have you seen Jojo Rabbit, Josh? No, that honestly, that's the next of his. Is it? Is it it's I, not rated R? Question mark. I don't believe no, so. No, I've no, had it recommended not. by multiple people. You know. No, at, it's not. It's it's PG three. Yeah. Okay. Honestly, I, the only reason I did, avoided it is because I kind of thought it was one that I might want to watch with my wife. But oh, again, no. I should. <laughs> okay, duly noted. <laughs> uh, yeah, I. I like I, I just I, had thought it would be too dark for her. You know what I mean? So, so you. Now that you've seen Thor Ragnarok and you've seen the dark versus light and the switch back and forth, dial that back just a little bit, and that's Jojo Rabbit. Really? Yeah, Jojo when Rabbit. When you say is, the dark versus light, like you mean like the whole palette swap kind of scene, which I yeah, thought was I mean, really cool. Uh, well, I, I'm I'm saying that in 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 Thor: Love and Thunder, there were times when it felt like you were being pushed to the verge of tears one second. And then there was a total tonal swap to like slapstick comedy in the next scene, like, like whiplash sort of changes in tone. Okay. So those changes in tone, 
you also get in Jojo Rabbit, but dial, oh, okay, okay, but but dial them back by by a significant margin. Interesting. Like, like they're you're you're set up a little bit better for them. I never felt the sort of whiplash in Jojo Rabbit that I feel in in Thor: Love and Thunder. So, I mean, I, I guess we should, uh, as always, give us a spoiler alert. Um, but what did how did you guys feel about um Natalie Portman in in the movie? No, I thought the first question you asked me was how did I feel about the giant bait and switch with Guardians of the Galaxy, but. Natalie Portman. Um, I liked her Mighty Thor quite a bit, honestly. I thought, uh, I mean, it was better than Padme. Is that too low of a bar? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my opinion is this isn't her best work, but it's not her worst. Um, what is her best? Probably something I haven't seen, huh? Uh, I'm, I'm assuming it'd probably be like something, uh, something probably I haven't seen either. Like black, is it Black Swan? That black she got? Swan. Yeah. Yeah, she got a, a Academy Award nomination or win from that one. I haven't seen it, so it's it's kind of weird. But I don't need to see it to know that this is not her best work. <laughs> I got you. I, got you. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, this is not like this is not this is not Academy material. Look, no, here's yeah. the thing: I thought she was an incredible supporting actress for the revived Mjolnir, who is the greatest. I mean, the 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 weapons are truly the greatest characters of this movie, in my opinion. <laughs> are, I don't know. Are they? Am I wrong? Are they better? Well, I mean, they're not on like the level of like Millennium Falcon sort of character. No, that's fair. That's fair. You know, I I mean, I'm not trying to put the movie movie or I'm saying of this movie. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying they're the best characters. I mean, or just the interactions. I was freaking I was. Yeah, it it was it was very uh, uh, I I don't know what the the right phrase is, but it was clever, cheeky. Yeah, it was it was funny all the uh, you know relationship jokes about <laughs> the weapons. Yeah, um, and I, I kind of feel like Christian Bell might have been the best character. Definitely the, the most sympathetic villain that I've seen in the MCU. Like, and I was predisposed to just fanboy over Christian Bell anyway because he's my Batman. Sure. And <laughs> unlike my co-hosts, I don't despise Batman just on principle. I don't despise Batman. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I mean, Christian Bale's my Batman too, but that doesn't mean I like Batman. <laughs> Amazing. I mean, I, I, I am kind of curious your guys' reaction. I, I, I read like this internet article where it basically said that, um, that a lot of the the villains that they've been doing and, and a lot of times, you know, the villains are, are actors that will be signed for, you know, a one movie contract a lot of times. Right. And, and that a lot of the best characters have been some of the villains, whether it's Hela or Gore or et cetera. And the, and it's kind of funny because there was a long time where there was a criticism that there was like a villain problem for, the MCU Marvel. Oh yeah, yeah. But now it feels like a lot of the villains are kind of carrying uh phase four of the MCU. Do you think that that is a valid concern or criticism or not? I, I mean, I don't, I don't want to call it a criticism. I would call it a praise. The villains are carrying phase four praise. I mean, do they, do they not need to carry 
Uh, is, it, is it a bad thing that they're carrying? I can't think of what other Phase Four villains were as memorable for me as Gore, and that's I'm sure that's just old man recency bias. A Scarlet Witch. Yeah, two, Scarlet months, Witch. Two, two months ago, you can't even go back that far. You know what? Take her, take her, take her name out of your mouth, dude. <laughs> She's not a villain. She was just misunderstood. The Mandarin. <laughs> yeah, I thought the the, the Mandarin from um, Shang Chi. Yeah, from Shang Chi was great. I don't know that. He oh, was. I forgot he's called the Mandarin. Yeah, still, I don't know. Whatever, I guess. <laughs> I, I agree that the villains are carrying Phase Four, but I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. Okay. That that's my opinion. Okay. Um, <clears throat> and I guess the other to go back of of best parts of the show. Uh, where do you rank Korg within the best parts of the show? Well. I assume you're counting Cork as the narrator, right? Sure. I mean, he basically had the greatest line in the movie when he's like, he went from from sad bod to dad to dad god or whatever, <laughs> I mean, or whatever. It's stupid, right? I was like, <laughs> yeah, dude. Is Korg I mean, is Cork sort of Taika off the leash too? Yes. Yeah. I mean, he's the very definition of Taika off the leash. <laughs> it's Taika letting himself off the leash. Look at look at me go. Yeah, yeah. Look what look my look what I can do, Ma. I mean, if you like Taika off the leash, then you will like Jojo Rabbit. I mean, what what better can you think of than Taika playing uh, Adolf Hitler? Right, right. I'm yeah, sorry, yeah. I, ima- sorry, imaginary Adolf yes, Hitler. Yes, imaginary Hitler. Better. I got it. Makes you. it even better. <laughs> I mean, I did love. Isn't Korg's uh, is is Dwayne the person that he makes a, another rock person with or whatever at the yes. very end? Dwayne, Dwayne the Rock. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm <laughs> I sorry. Just, I just that love this crap. I just love I'm just it. Catching it now. Yeah, yeah. Dwayne the Rock. Oh, oh, that's amazing. This this movie is it's. This will be one of the most difficult movies for me to judge because, or to, to grade because. Because <laughs> you're obsessed with three. You love three. I love well, three. In fairness, <laughs> three is so, fantastic. Yeah. All right. See, I, I think uh, I just like Gore better than Hella. Oh, that's fair. I don't. I don't care about Hella. That's not really the reason why I like three. Uh, why don't? Why? Why don't you like Hella? Or I mean, I guess you didn't. No, say. no. I, I'm not saying I don't like her. I'm just saying I, I prefer. I like Gore better. Like. Sure. I, yeah. I thought everything about Gore was really cool. Yeah, I agree. It was kind of funny that uh, and you you talked about him being a sympathetic character, and it is kind of funny that you're kind of like you know he he's not really wrong with he was wholly justified. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe maybe his solution is bad, uh, but his criticism isn't really wrong. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I think some of the best villains from Marvel fit yeah. that bill yeah 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 i mean to some degree everyone probably thought at least a little bit hey maybe thanos isn't quite so wrong you know some people were more vocal about it but we all kind of like saw his side of the coin at least a little bit so you know th- those are the villains that that and uh, you know we i'm, I'm going to throw a little spoiler in here for invincible but my favorite villain in Invincible, same thing. Sometimes he has, there's a grain of truth in the horrible, horrible things he does. <laughs> Wait, is this Rex? No, dinosaurs. Nine, dinosaurs. Dinosaurs, I mean. Okay. Yeah, so Rex, not, can, Rex can, no, Rex can die in a fire. 
<laughs> like, like there's there's nothing of redeeming value in in, in him. I, i'm gonna try to i'm trying to avoid spoilers for him because those are going to come along pretty quickly in the animated series and i know people listening have not read the comics and are watching the animated series so right i mean isn't the true you know biggest villain of invincible oliver <laughs> no go away <laughs> go away i just had to get my dig in <laughs> i'm good now. <laughs> um okay so uh, all, right, all, all all three of us have have watched uh um ted lasso <laughs> and so yes yes what was your reaction to the credit scene oh oh you're skipping all the way to the end yeah I sure guess. why not I don't, I don't remember oh my god josh I, I, what i can't jeez i really can't hold on hold on okay so <laughs> okay at the very end zeus is there yeah zeus is there and he's talking to to, to some women about oh, how he's gonna get his revenge. i didn't even make that connection <laughs> oh, oh my gosh did dennis villanueva also direct that scene <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> no that's an amazing casting you're right yes i was super excited about just hercules but i did not i seriously i didn't make the ted lasso connection don't you dare judge me uh, that's funny um so i immediately did i expected hercules to give an f-bomb um and right. then, that would have been amazing that would have yeah. been so funny and i'll be i'll admit that it's going to be hard to see him uh in any other role oh Maybe then ted lasso you mean then um roy can uh, then roy can't yeah. He's there. Yeah. He's here. He's every. <laughs> <laughs> He's Hercules. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to struggle a little bit because to me, he's Roy Kent and he's, I think he'll always be Roy. So I, yeah, I don't know. It was a bit odd, but he does. He does look the part. I thought that was. Yeah, good. he does. Uh, I, I was texting uh, Greg about it and he said that he uh, gasped when he saw <laughs> that. <actor laughs> really? <on>. Yeah. <laughs> so gasp at the actor specifically you mean yeah 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 that's yeah. funny um what did you think of the the scene of them going to the conclave of the gods i guess it was i don't remember specifically what it's called but like zeus and omnistity i think or something like that okay yeah uh it was funny i, I love that there's the god of bow or whatever the god of dumplings <laughs> i mean um so as far as MCU tone, that was the most disruptive maybe scene of the entire movie for me. Okay, I mean, tell me more. Well, I mean, there's like the the what was it the little like dumpling emoji thingy the thing you're talking about. Yep. I mean, that yep. just felt felt very out Taika. of place. <laughs> yes, I guess that's the right term. Um, again, I I both hated it and loved it at the exact same time. Like I love Taika and I love everything he does so much, but at the exact same time I was like, wait, what? So yeah. Um. So Josh, talk to me about you. You said you were disappointed by the Guardians of the Galaxy pump fake. I I guess I didn't really feel that disappointment because I didn't really expect oh, them to stay. Heavily. I didn't expect them to stay together really. Well, you're clearly a smarter man than I. <laughs> Congratulations. And, and I. So I mean, I guess talk about what you guys were thinking or. With it. I just thought they would go along on the adventure with him. Like it was, uh, I don't know. It was just funny. Cause the way they went away, it was like, 
they were like, oh, thank the Lord that we can be rid of this stupid Thor, right? Like, I don't know. Yeah, when they when they leave together at the end of um, Endgame, mm-hmm. I mean, I I was the Asgardians I, of the Galaxy. Yeah, Asgardians yeah. of the Galaxy. I th- I thought for sure the next movie was going to be you know all of them as a as a ensemble cast, and that's fully what I. There was nothing in the previews that made me think that it was not going. To, oh, like it, I I it just really felt like a head fake. Like I just kind bath. of I I assumed that what happened was going to happen mostly because of Disney not wanting to pay for like a full ensemble movie. <laughs> oh, if, I, I, if it on just a Thor movie, I think they would have called it like an Avengers or something. I don't know, but I, I mean, I guardians of the galaxies and yeah, Thor, it's, it's uh, that's all it is. They could have called it as guardians of the galaxy and I would have been bought in. I mean, I thought they were giving Taika the, the reins. They were letting him do a big ensemble movie. And it would have been it would have, that would have been a really cool movie. That's what I thought I was getting. The previews didn't dissuade me from that. They showed a lot of Guardians of the Galaxy in the preview. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I mean I don't know. In some ways I guess kudos to them for adapting to a world where we all have so much access to trailers and you know photos from the set and you know even if you're trying to be spoiler free it it's tough and so in some ways that head fake set up set you up to be able to kind of enjoy the story differently you know than you might have otherwise oh yeah it's it's completely different story than what you expected and that's a good Mm -hmm. thing yeah yeah i mean but it it really did like i clearly am just not uh, paying as good attention as jay to important things and so (laughs) it it caught me quite off guard yeah i can agree with that in that i hate going to a movie where I basically know the entire plot and the outcome right, of the yeah, plot yeah. from a preview, but it still pained me. Like, I mean, we're five minutes in and the guardians of the galaxy are gone. Bye and guys. I'm, just, I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, what, what, what just happened? <laughs> yeah. Like it, 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 it felt like a slap and I'm not going to put it on Taika's shoulders. Cause I, I mean, I can see what Jay's saying. I, I would, I'm fully going to put it on Feige's or Disney's shoulders. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the economics of it yeah. makes sense. I will say that one of the one of the, the things that I enjoyed the most of the movie was the um, time that we spent with Valkyrie, um, and it's <laughs> like just being a, a mayor essentially, well, yeah, a king, like, you know, almost just like her vibe, her like she, she just has this, uh, you know, I'm. I'm exhausted dealing with everyone's bullshit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> look about her that she does very well. So I don't know. That's, that's one of the things I enjoyed quite a bit with the movie. Um, did, uh, I, I will say that I did enjoy um, Natalie Portman as, as you know, as Thor. Um, I was, I mean, spoilers, obviously we've already talked about, but I was very disappointed to not, I guess I was hoping maybe the torch was going to be passed Mm -hmm. and we were going to get Thor movies from here on out with Jane Foster instead of a, a send off. But even the comics didn't do that. Did they? I don't know. I don't read Thor comics. I don't like him as a character in the comics. Well, my understanding is that there's a Thor comic, a mighty Thor comic run where it's very similar to the storyline we had here where like, it's Jane Foster. She has cancer. The, the hammer is keeping the cancer from her, you know, uh, Mm. So, uh, yeah, but I mean, I agree with you. It would have been a cool handoff. Like, 
And do you feel like the second stinger makes that distinctly not a possibility, Trevor? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't think we're gonna see. Oh, I mean, I, I don't think we're gonna see Natalie Portman ever again in an MCU film. I th- really? I, I think that we're going to see Heimdall and Jane Foster departing Valhalla at some point. I don't think so. Like just to come save everybody again or something like that, Jay. Uh, we're getting the band back together again. Have to save the universe <laughs> or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm 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 fully ready to eat crow and say I was wrong, but I I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> One more thing that I uh, just just like random things that that Taika did that made me laugh that uh, made me enjoy the movie, but like the two goats that would just be like, <laughs> oh my gosh, yes, they were amazing. <laughs> Just a random screaming. Random screaming. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I. They, they, I. Yeah. Again, I'm clearly the target audience because I giggled repeatedly. <laughs> like every time. time. Like it could have done that. Like every other scene, just the goat screaming. <laughs> yes, yes. It never would have gotten old for me. And kudos <laughs> to whoever the sound designer was, right? That did the goat scream. Scream because <laughs> it was off the charts. Um, I'm curious real quickly, do you guys think that, what do you think the chances are that, my understanding is the Necro Sword in the comics is like, it, it's either come, I think it was created by the god of the symbiotes, meaning Venom, you know, so like, do you see any chance that, that the Necro Sword comes back and, you know, brings Venom into the, I mean, isn't Venom coming into the MCU at some point in time here? Well, we already saw a post-credit teaser where was Tom where we have Tom Hardy he came into the MCU universe and then he phased out but there was a little bit of symbiote that was left behind and so you know there there, I'm sure there is going to be some sort of symbiote stuff going on although that probably involves involves Sony and you know who knows how that's going to (laughs) go yeah right um okay I'm prepared for grading when you tell me that we're prepared for grading yeah any anything else to cover before we do the grading. I, I'm just going to say, cause we just talked about it. The screaming goats thing was not on. It was not on point for me as much as it was for you guys. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I will admit that I laughed at the screaming goats in, you know, 2013 or whatever, when they hit YouTube. Um, but it just feels like a joke seven or eight years too late. So anyway, I, I didn't find it as, I didn't know that they had been on YouTube. You didn't know that there was the Screaming Goats thing that was like Mm-mm. a major meme in no. 2013, 2014? No, I didn't. <laughs> okay, this, the sound that they're making is the exact same sound that you hear in these. I see, I see. Okay, that's good stuff. Just just type Screaming Goats, and the first thing that comes up is going to be a bunch of YouTube video recommendations. Don't threaten me with a good time. <laughs> it. By the, I'm looking at the Wikipedia for Phase 4. And it's saying that, so, uh, end of 2022 is going to be Black Panther 2. Uh, first movie of the MCU of 2023 is going to be Ant-Man and Wasp. Uh, and then the next one will be Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. And then the Marvels. So, um, we will get our Guardians movie. Not sure it's going to have Thor in it, but it'll be, you know, probably this same July release that we, we had here. Yeah, see, that's, that doesn't make me feel any better, because I was thinking I was going to get two Guardians movies. Sure, yeah. That's fair. All right, so let's 
go ahead and talk about grades. Uh, this is going to be really hard for me. <laughs> Design. I feel like I should pull up Thor, uh, the scores that Trevor gave to Thor 3, just so I can call him out occasionally. But I'm not I don't think we regretted it. I'm too lazy. So I'm going to have a hard time because I feel like this is a movie that I would rather watch. Again, I've said this before, but I like to watch movies multiple times before I agree. Uh, and this is no different. Sure. Uh, so design. So this is, I guess, I'm not sure if this fits super well in here. Um, but there were times where, like, for example, the Congregation of the Gods, where the um, computer graphics, computer animation felt a little bit off to me. Really? Um, it's I, it's tough for me to say what exactly was bothered me with it, but that was... I mean, it, it's obviously a movie that relies very heavily on <laughs> uh, animation. And so I guess I'm curious, what did, how did, how did you guys feel like they did with, with that throughout the movie? Um, I'm going to say that the animation was good enough that I was never pulled out of, it never, it never broke quote unquote, the fourth wall for me. I, I, I never felt it so jarring that I was taken away from the story. Now on a review where I'm not necessarily as engrossed mm-hmm. in the story, I may notice things, but there was never a time on the first watch where it bothered me. Okay. Yeah, I must not have noticed it. I will say that, like, the shadow monsters that Gore would create, you know, with his necrosword, they sort of made me feel venomy, too. And that was partly where my venom question came from. You know, they felt like cut rate versions of venom. Um, but as far as, like, some of the animation that I thought was amazing with the design, like, I loved when they were on the planet that, or what did they call it? The Dark Realm that was all. Yeah, something like that no color or whatever and like the way he played with that and i don't know i thought i thought some of that was pretty pretty cool um yeah it is a lot of animation isn't it i'm thinking about it now jay like, yeah, it's 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 a very uh heavily done yeah because like it, when he gets to eternity is that way and like hmm i'm i'm gonna actually backtrack a little bit there was a couple of times where um uh i just forgot his name rock guy Korg, Korg, where Korg, Korg's animation felt a little off to me as well. So I don't know if Disney was cutting corners trying to save money. Yeah, I don't know. There was a, there's actually a, I think it was a Vanity Fair clip that where it's like Taika and Valkyrie commenting on the animation of Korg, mm-hmm. and. They're they're kind of joking, and then they do a joke about like, oh, this doesn't look very good or something like that. And like the comments on it are just like, of kind of eviscerating them because, jeez, uh, they're like, basically, it 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 kind of comes off like them being disrespectful of like the audience. No, the like scads of hours that the oh sure the workers um, the, the animators put into this, and they're not respecting what you know, was all the time that they put in or whatever. But anyways, it's worth looking up if, if that sounds interesting to you. But yeah. Um, yeah, that's the only time I could really think of is there was a couple of times where maybe it was the way he was standing or the way he was walking just seemed odd or something. So overall, I'll say that I guess probably my favorite thing about the design choices with this movie, I'm going to say two of them. One is that it succeeded in filling um with with surprising me with 
where it was going or what was happening in it. And so I, I enjoyed that. It also was funny to me through the entire thing. Um, and it, it felt like a, a movie by Taika, which I like. And so those are all things that, that get bonus points for me, I guess, with the, the design. So what's your number? Um, I'll go with an eight. So I have some complaints about the show. The first one is I I like tonal shifts, but it feels like these are too whiplashy. Too whiplashy. Yeah. Um. I. Wow. I just lost all the other ones. All of my other complaints. I'm sorry. I'm having one of those nights where I just can't remember what I was even going to say. Um. I, I I felt like it was a little short for me. We'll talk about that when we get to time management. Um. But I. I felt like I was baited and switched. There's a lot of things that I dislike about this. But okay. At end, but at the end of the day, I really enjoy, I do enjoy the humor a lot. I love Taika's work. Um, so this is still pretty high up there for me. There's just these little things that, that sort of maybe bug me. One of, one of the comments that I think that Taika himself made prior to the release of the movie was that this was like, you know, a seven year old's fever dream of, of a movie. He would basically let loose and uh, made whatever the heck he wanted as a, as a kid sort of type of movie. And, and I guess maybe if I hadn't seen that before, um, it wouldn't have been in the back of my head as I was watching <laughs> it. Um, and it wouldn't maybe have bugged me as much. Mm, that's interesting. Uh, well, I stand by the comment I made immediately after viewing the movie, which is that it's the best Thor, and I loved, I was laughing along the whole way. I can't believe what an incompetent hero he is, and I still love it. (laughs) And I'm talking about Korg and Thor when I say that. Um, yeah, I love the way... What number give? Oh, yeah, sorry, what was your number, Trevor? Uh, give me a second, I'm still thinking... (laughs) <laughs> okay. Um, I loved the, I mean, I loved the design of Gore, both his story and, you know, just the aesthetic of the, of that villain. And again, I, I mentioned how much I loved the way they played with light on the, in the one battle, you know, on the dark or, or the lightless planet. And um, I don't know. So I, I think Jay has the right number. I, I agree with eight. Uh, I, I just had a, a real rollicking good time with that, with the movie. Okay, so to clarify my statement, it was it didn't actually come from Taika. It came it came from Chris Hemsworth. He mm. he said, I quote, "It was Taika at his craziest. Taika normally is kind of at an 11, so you can do the math there." That's um, funny. And then he went on and he says, uh, "It's like he's been given the keys to the kingdom. Here, if a seven-year-old was making a movie, what would you do?" <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, that was going through my mind because I just read it like a few hours before I went to the movie so okay. going, going through my mind, like, you know, a seven year old basically playing with their action figures in the backyard. And I just could not get it out of my mind. Oh, the, I remembered my other complaint. Um, and, and this is going to sound odd because I'm a huge guns and roses fan. Don't get me wrong. I love guns and roses. I think appetite for destruction is probably one of the greatest albums ever to be released ever period. But it felt like there were times when they were, trying to force a guns and roses soundtrack okay and some of the songs fit in certain places and i like them and there were certain songs that felt like they didn't fit 
um i'm looking at you welcome to the jungle i don't feel like that fit in the in the movie i would have almost rather they came up with a theme that came from multiple sources rather than just be like okay we're gonna force guns and roses through the whole show just make make the songs fit we got to use all the all the you know we got to use welcome to the jungle sweet child of mine we got we got to make them all fit and it felt forced to me and i'm the target audience so if i'm the target audience and it feels forced uh i didn't really feel that way but rollicking good time music included right here <laughs> okay next guy the rollicking department or did you give a number trevor then we'll go on he's <sighs> trying to avoid giving a number he doesn't want to be pinned down he doesn't want his votes held against him later well, you can hold him again that's fine i'm i say all, <laughs> if 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 you need my votes on this movie to pin me down on something stupid i've said then you're you're getting too into the weeds i promise you <laughs> Uh, I'll give it an eight. I really do love this movie. Okay, it's, next category. Excellent. Give it All right. Two. Next category is time management. I did not even feel the passage of time during the course of the movie. <laughs> um, I, I'm trying to think if – I do feel like was there any potential slow scenes? I don't know. Not really. Not that I can think of. I'm on the opposite end. It was too short. You could have used more with all the whiplashing tonal shifts. <laughs> I'm saying that there was no slow scenes and I was left wanting more, which maybe is a good thing, I guess. But I would have liked to have seen to have a little bit longer movie. Taika is a good chef. Leaves you wanting more. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think for me, the t- I'm going to give the time management the same score as design. It, it, it's an eight. I'll go for nine. Wow. Not to be outdone, Jay over here. Trevor. So too short. What does that do to your score? Um, I would rather a movie's too short than too long. So I, I'm, I'm probably going to agree more with Jay than you on the nine. Weird. I mean, I'm, <laughs> it, I have a hard time really faulting a movie for being just the right too short. Yeah, yeah, I get it. There's get no it. such thing as just the right too long. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, repeatability. I would happily watch this movie again because I don't feel like you can. The human brain can't even catch all of the jokes and subtleties and weirdness yeah, yeah. Right, in a first viewing. So I, uh, as we know, repeatability is a hard score for me to get up. But I'm going to give this. I'm going to give it a seven on repeatability. Jay, um, I'll go with an eight. So I fully expect that this is a movie that I will watch twenty, thirty times at least. Um, you know, I've watched Ragnarok somewhere in that range, and I actually think that this is probably going to, even though I like Ragnarok more, this is probably more rewatchable for the reasons you guys have already stated. I think this is one of those movies that I'll watch, uh, you know, every night as I'm going to bed, I will turn it on and, you know, I'll watch a section of it. This is a 10 for me. It's one of those movies where it doesn't have to be good because as a whole to be great in little tiny chunks. And I will love those little tiny chunks repeatedly. Not saying it's yeah, as, right, not good as a right. whole. I'm saying that the little tiny chunks are over the top. So it's a 10 for me. Wow. Okay. Okay. Next category. Uh, fun. 10. Oh, I'm does, just, I said I'm going to come right out and say it. Like, is it, I think this one's a 10 for like. Is it, does it? Does it get more fun than Taika playing with his action figures in the backyard I don't, at seven years I old? I don't think it does, right? Like, it's Mandalorian levels of fun. I think the only way that this would have been more fun for me is if if Taika as um, Hitler showed up at some point. <laughs> he probably is in the like 
city of the gods scene and we just don't know it yet <laughs> yeah he's probably you probably have to get out the magnifying glass or put it on the really big screen and he's get the god of close. horrible people or something like that <laughs> uh yeah i mean i think the the critics of this are basically saying okay this was too silly or too fun if there's such a thing which uh, i think there, you're right yeah yeah i think a lot of the critics that's their that's their yeah. complaint is this is too silly or too far uh so yeah 10 Okay, next category. Was were you a ten too, Jay? Did I hear yeah. that? Okay. That was the first uh, one. Next is overall. Uh, oh, it's the hipster ten. Right. <laughs> he was jeez. Oh, uh, overall. Mm. Overall, I'm gonna go with a nine. Yeah, I mean, I don't want. It's not perfect, but so I think I'm gonna go with an eight myself. Like, anyway, I I just am seriously looking forward to watching it again. I didn't watch it with my daughter this first time, so like that seems like a good excuse to go see it again. I'm going to give it a seven just so I can guarantee that I didn't accidentally rate it higher than Ragnarok. <laughs> you dirty dog. <laughs> uh, audience. Now, I read some comments, and I'm curious what you guys thought, that suggested that this was one of the more – like that this movie contains sort of more adult humor than any other MCU movie to date. And, you know, That's I think I read it in, in an article that was entitled, Won't Somebody Please Think of the Children or something along those lines. But did you, did you feel like that? Did I miss? I mean, no, yes. I did, I did he not got flicked like into nudity and the muses fainted because of his, you know, prowess or whatever. I can't think, you know, I don't know. Those those people have not watched Shrek recently. Shrek? It's also. Yeah. I mean, it, I can name I can name a, a half dozen, quote unquote, children's shows that have more adult humor than this okay right am i wrong shrek is more adult is more adult than this show okay all right do you you agree with that and i i i also though very much feel like this this movie is intended for mcu diehards okay and really because i was gonna say i felt like it had pretty universal appeal but I I took all of my kids to it. I didn't have any. I had no regrets walking out, and I had no doubts walking in. Okay. I, I mean, I, I you know I will say that maybe I'm becoming like the the older my kids get, the less I'm like policing this stuff. Like maybe I'm becoming <laughs> relaxed. So I guess maybe should we should let Josh weigh in on that. But I didn't feel I didn't have any issues with any of it. All right. Well, that's that's all the categories, right? Yep. yep, yep. All right. Let us know what you guys thought of the movie and uh, let us know all the things that Trevor got wrong.